0: question we can ask is from our own perspective, am I surrounded by wicked and foolish people that mean bad for the sake of meaning bad and hurt others for the sake of hurting others? Or am I surrounded by people that mean good necessarily, that, that wish well necessarily, but find themselves in absurdly difficult circumstances and know not what they do? Just like a little child or even an infant doesn't know Uh, what what to do except to cry, to yell, and to scream. So this is a a great big question and it determines our attitude towards others and towards the people closest to us and to the world at large and uh, let's try to discuss it. So the first thing to say is that the only thing that matters is what is true, meaning we communicate with terms, with language and the, the terms do not have to have any additional meaning other than their own self or other than some ambiguous vague Uh, message that I'm a good person or this is something that I'm expected to say or something like this, right? Meaning we can say very easily without thinking Uh, What the terms we use mean. We can say the world is a beautiful, wonderful place. It's all peaceful and loving or everybody's, I I, I believe everybody's essentially good, yada, yada, right? Or you could say, no, I believe everybody's evil and wicked, but really this translates to, I just feel like saying this because I think it'll make me feel better or it'll serve my my self-esteem needs. So the question is never, we should really try hard. It's very difficult, but we should always try To make it not about our self-esteem needs, and not about our self-images, and not about our fantasies, but about what is really the case. For that, we need to go beyond the words and actually consider reality, meaning anything at all. Excuse me. No holds barred without limitation that can be conceived or considered, whether it's our own experiences, what we could call emotional experiences or inner experiences or mathematical experiences or scientific experiences. It doesn't matter. It can be anything at all, but it just needs to be more than words that translate to this makes me feel good. If we want sense, that is. So here, uh, if we try to do that, we can. Surmise that the, the, and be certain that the direction of the will is the same, meaning there's not uh, primitive people used to uh, think uh, thousands of years ago, and perhaps these ideas have persisted that there's two fundamental sides to uh, to, to reality there's the good side and the contrary side and the bad side. There's a side of construction that wants something for, for positive reasons and there's another side which is fundamentally at odds with that side and that would just want something for the sake of destruction, for the sake of harm, so forth and so on. We see this as inconceivable and what that translates to is that we haven't thought hard enough in order to consider the motives or so, of someone or something that we find threatening. For example, we can or even not necessarily the motives or the, the underlying uh, mechanism, for example, Maybe we uh, uh, are walking along and an acorn falls on our head, right? So the acorn falling on our, on our head made our head hurt and we don't like that. It's, it's a threatening, uh, uncomfortable thing. It's like I'm in my own space, I'm, in, I'm doing what I wanna do and all of a sudden an acorn has to come and smack me on the head. So we may very easily think that this acorn and, and the, the systems governing its movement are fundamentally different than some other aspects of reality that I do like, for example, I like uh, food right I like uh, a comfortable uh, meal by the fireplace or something like that right that's all one thing and uh, this acorn falling is a completely different thing it's a different sort of reality but it what, what that translates to is that we haven't thought a lot and we just went we've just try to verbalize our uh, primitive emotions because the fact is that the acorn fell in relation to the same patterns uh, uh, of natural law that everything else, uh, happens including our comfortable meal by the fireplace and anything and everything else and it just so happened that our view toward it or outlook toward this interaction of the acorn with our with the top of our head is one that it um, the judgment that we cast is that this is not good for me but that's a problem with our judgment, not with the acorn, not with the system that uh, the, the patterns of natural law that led to it falling or in relation to which it fell right And uh, consequently with a little thought we can understand it's not anything fundamentally different than anything else that the acorn fell. Now that's a small example, but of course it could be uh, uh, could be brought to, to anything that we want meaning even something such as a tsunami or a hurricane or an earthquake, any of these natural disasters, again, we, we never want to meditate, that's the right word, meditate, uh, reduce kind of the, the reality of people's impressions and feelings and and, and their and our pain and all of this by no means. But at the same time, we can't subvert uh, what the findings of reason just because we feel like it. So for example, if we identify gravity as a reality, and we say that everything functions in relation to these, or can be uh, uh, accounted for by particular equations, uh, by particular view of things. We can't say, yeah, but there's an exception. If, for example, a bus full of goodness forbid, of course. Uh, little cute children drives off of a cliff. Goodness forbid, right? Then gravity stops working because this is too much for me to emotionally handle. I can't accept that. Then gravity would still work, and then the, then these equations fall away. And right? so that's not how it works. And we couldn't be. Uh, as, scientist whatsoever, physicist whatsoever, even if we grant it one exception. It's not like we could grant just one exception, right? Like, okay, just this one time, gravity is not going to work just because this is too much for me to emotionally handle. No, that's not how it works. It either works all the time or not at all. So it's the same thing here. If we're going to try to comprehend reality, we can't just put a stop to, to, to somewhere arbitrary where emotionally we can't handle it. We can't just say, yeah, I understand how a acorn falling on my head is 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 part of reality and can be thought about in the same way as as anything else as something that I do like but when it comes to a tsunami or an earthquake there's no that then there's a stop there's a break in reality now there's something totally different maybe we could call it bad or we can call it fundamentally evil right something completely and totally variant to 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 everything else the 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 laws that that help me out that make me able to to drive and, and eat food and all this kind of stuff that's good but the earthquake or the tsunami that's something totally different we can't really say that that's not that's not a sayable thing it's not a conceivable thing and the same thing then of course goes with uh, uh, with with humanity right with with our ways it's it's inconceivable that there's anybody that ever was is or will be that can act without a motive and it's inconceivable that a motive is not uh, an, uh, uh, a move toward a whole, meaning what we would call colloquially speaking, a positive intent—not uh, uh, not only s- seemingly positive, but a legitimately positive intent. For example, I want to feel good. I want to meet this feeling halfway. I want to satisfy this compulsion. Something like this. It's a, it's it's what we would call a constructive thing. Uh, right. So, consequently, we can't say that the world is full of people that. Mean something other than good So we must say that the world is full of people That do mean good So the question is why, where Does the impression that the world is full of Quote-unquote wicked and foolish people uh, as, as said a, a French Philosopher uh, Voltaire and he said, we're, you know, no matter how hard we try or something into it, uh, or no matter what we want, we're going to leave the world as foolish and as wicked as we found it. Right? So where does this reality come from if it's not from the function of the will of every single person equally means good? The greatest uh, saint and the greatest uh, um, uh, scum, <laughs> to so say. Equally mean good. And right? so the, the answer, the technical answer would be in, uh, in, in the context that a person is functioning in in the ideas that a person has assimilated in their conception of their own self and what is to their benefit and uh, and the means with which they uh, uh, we advance our interest that would be the answer but this is not also to again that word, meditate, mitigate it's not to reduce uh, this uh, this answer and say, oh, it's just, it's just something, right? Like we like to say, oh, it's just this. Oh, people are good, but it's just that we just don't know, right? Like, and then we, we, uh, we suppose that, oh, maybe it's a question of just better education. Like if we taught more history and math, then the world would be a great place. If we simply, simp- right, if we just uh, put more money into to impoverished countries or just improved economies, then the, the the world would be a great place. It's not just anything. This is obviously a very deep uh, thing that has <laughs> that has been with us for for all of at least uh, all of recorded and known history. Right. So we can't say just anything. But at the same time, the technical answer is as it is. We cannot say that some people act without a motive or for a bad motive. So technically, it is always a question of intellectual understanding. It's just that it's a deep sort of understanding, and it's not. It, so simple as simply talk or words or something superficial like quote-unquote education the way it's commonly thought of it's uh, so how do we understand this to, to add more detail into that we would say that there's a difference between what um what a person says they believe or that they want and what a person really truly wants and this is something we rarely understand it would seem because we think we can do anything at any time We think that if I wanted to, I could switch careers right now. If I wanted to, I could go on vacation tomorrow. Excuse me. If I wanted to, I could uh, go right now outside and run a marathon. I just don't want to. So the, the thing is that that's not how it works. We cannot simply want something out of nowhere for no reason. We can't, without a cause, compel ourselves to do something. And the cause is an actual real thing. So for example, if we want to switch careers, no matter how much we say, oh, I hate my job, I hate it, I hate it, I don't wanna do it. If we don't really truly, on on the deepest level of understanding, comprehend that and think that, we're not gonna have the cause to simply stop. And we may well continue, there's people who say that they hate their job and yet they continue working there for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, their whole career. Because it never is real, it's, it never goes beyond the talk the chit chat right we can say I, as we well know i really want to get in shape i really do like there's come on like you know i want to like i bought all the clothing i bought a gym membership and yet we don't work out why cuz we don't really want to so ultimately our life goes according to our true desires not what we say what we really truly want so we see consequently people that are quote unquote foolish and wicked just to use those terms without implying anything deeper they want to be foolish and wicked but not in the way of of talk, as in, oh, I want to be foolish and wicked, I want to be bad in order to be bad, but in the way of that, there are real, true desires lying, so to speak, within, however we would say it, in connection with, whatever we want to say, with a person that are being um, realized throughout life, and a person, necessarily, then we see, goes toward the direction of their true desires, beyond the talk, beyond the the chit-chat, ultimately, the ultimate Judgment, the ultimate um, evaluation and testimony to what lay uh, w- w- within a person, to what lied within them, is the outcome of their life. And a person who wants to be uh, go down the path, for example, of criminal, or the person who goes down the path of, of criminality, they wanted to. The person who goes down the path of wisdom and, and, and humanity, they wanted to. The person who uh, lives a just a mediocre life and without ever. Striving to, uh, too much toward anything, they wanted to. It's always, it always is a question of that desire. But again, to emphasize, it's not what we say. It's not the talk. It's not that I want to be this. I want to be that. It's what it's what, a real true desire. And we see consequently that for all of recorded history, the vast majority of us have wanted to be the way that we have been. And what way is that? It, the way is it, the, the way to think about it is just that the same way we're born. And we're born as a a primitive mass of of, uh, compulsions and and desires and aversions and and all of this. And it takes a great act of something. It takes a great effort in order to withdraw ourselves from that kind of uh, 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 faceless uh, animalistic uh, uh, frenzy and become a human being and become something, right? And, and and that takes a tremendous amount of desire. It takes a tremendous amount of will and effort. So we see, consequently, that up until this point in, in history that there's never been such a desire by the majority of people, And uh, it, despite all of the talk, right? Because, again, remember that it's different than, than chit-chat. It's different than saying, I want to be great. I'm a very moral person. I fear this. I fear that. It's very, very different. The desire is a real reality that is is much more real we would say than, than money or than gold or or than silver or anything like that it's it's a it's a tangible real thing so we see again that for um, for up until this point that we haven't had the desire and that would be then the answer why we've all been foolish and wicked because there has not been the real desire to be anything other than that and we've been led toward our desires so we see consequently is this good or bad so it depends well, good or bad right it depends if we what point of view we take. So if we take the point of view of the finite individual and if we consider uh, uh, outcomes, evaluate outcomes based on a, a desire for a, a finite role to, to, to attain, uh, be to it and to attain uh, uh, something of substance, then it's been awful, right? And it's an inconceivable unfathomable, then uh, it's not, you know, there's no word really to express it. It's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a more horrendous thing than anything we can ever think of to consider the, the billions upon billions upon billions of, of individuals that have been, that have never uh, attained uh, humanity, that have never extricated themselves for, from where they started, and uh, it's, it's, it's an inconceivable thing, right, but if we consider things from a different point of view, and we consider things from um, Whether we're imagining it or not, if we consider things from the whole and we think about the fact that the the gears of history uh, have required much blood and sweat and toil, and uh, the people that have have done this work, uh, thanks to them, we we have had history, we have had progress, we have had civilization. And if we then t- t- think about history in a linear way, excuse me, and we suppose that there has been uh, a, a tangible development, and corporally speaking, physically speaking, and there seems to be no question uh, in terms of our th- th- mastery of, of nature and, and of the earth and, and our technology and all of this, then we can see that uh, it wasn't such a bad thing that nobody had the desire to, for, for the, the, that we speak about. Up until this point, because thanks to that we have had, we are where we are. But the question then is: Is it possible to attain that desire? And uh, in theory, the answer seems to be yes. It, it seems to be possible to attain the desire for to attain humanity and to, to again remove ourselves from our from our animality. Right? And, uh, and and theory allows that if the desire should come, the outcome should also come, and that a person should be able to to construct himself. And to and to remove themselves from where they started and to become something. I mean, there's no conceptual problem with it, and we see that that is the true solution to. That is really what we're what we're after as a species. It's not anything so as superficial as oh, we just want no all peace and no disease, right? Because then always the question is, then what? We always need to think a little bit ahead. If if our vision is confined solely to what's in front of our eyes, and we think that the greatest good is for there to be a little peace, for there to be no war, or even for there to be some kind of superficial quote-unquote acceptance of others, or or something like this, or just in talk like I, I love everybody. If that's the highest good, then we just say, then what? What's the point? It's clearly not an end in itself, because then we have to do something, right? There's parts of the world that are very peaceful and very prosperous and very wealthy, and we see that suffering is not reduced at all there. By and large. Physical, yeah, but not, not emotional. And, and people are just as depressed and anxious and all of these things. as In fact, probably much, much more so than in uh, worst parts of the world. Because in worst parts of the world, there's survival to think about. There's things that distract us. We don't have to contend with ourselves. All of a sudden, we don't have any of that. We have to deal with our own self. We haven't built ourselves up. What do we have? It's, it's hell. It's awful. So we see that superficial answers for, for the solution for our... Uh, our uh, <laughs> Or home here on earth they, they, they don't cut it and the real solution a way to think about it then would be that a, a massive quantity of people need to gain the desire to pull themselves out of their the, the animal mass of which we naturally find ourselves a part of and to mold themselves into human beings and uh, consequently begin the 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 journey toward perfection which is than an end in and of its own self, and is not for the sake of anything else. Because if we have a relation with the good, with the, with the necessary, with the absolute good, that wouldn't be for the sake of anything else. It wouldn't be for, for wealth or for health or anything like that. It would be an end in and of its own self. Right? So it's a way to think about it. And uh, so basically, the, in summary, the answer is that we live in a world full of, uh, 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 of people that mean good, and the, but that do not have the the knowledge, but not of the the educational sort, but of the real true sort. Do not have the knowledge and the understanding to make something of themselves and to pull themselves out of out of their out of our uh, destituteness and misery and wretchedness. We don't have the the knowledge. We don't have the uh, the desire. We we don't have. We haven't seen the light, and consequently we are. Uh, it's, we are stuck in our own, in, in our own darkness, in the basement, right? But the idea is that if we do see the light, if we do see the means, if we do see the ways, and, the way, and we do acquire the desire, very many people can begin to, 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 to build themselves up and to, to strive toward humanity, strive toward greatness, and uh, that would be the, the answer to, to, to. to uh, the the riddle of of the wretchedness of man we may say Uh, and uh, if enough people do that and a couple of generations goes by and and this cycles uh, you know certain uh, this generation is cycled out and and slowly this thing continues eventually it is not at all inconceivable that that we would have a, a, a world that is that is inconceivably greater and finer and more wonderful than the one we have now but starts with us and every single one of us that that, uh, that that plays their part that does what he or she can is uh, to, to them endless and, and eternal gratitude by by all the ages that are yet to be and all the people that are yet to to come around it, it is due all right so let's think about it thank you for listening.